Hey brides, it's Hannah, the owner of Something Blue Journal Dallas and your host of the Something Blue Journal Dallas podcast channel. We hope these episodes fill you with inspiration and tips and tricks from the best in the business. Check out our first issue launching this fall. We can't wait to show off what we have in store for you. Today, we're chatting with Devin Hanley, the owner of Southern Housewives Planning based in Dallas, Fort Worth. They also serve all over the Lone Star State and beyond. With Devin, we're going to chat about how to please mom and still have your dream wedding. So Devin, thank you so much for coming on with us today. And I'm super excited to, to just chat about you know how to plan a wedding with mom in mind and, and kind of go from there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited to talk about it. It's that's a topic that's kind of near and dear to me because my mom is definitely that type A personality <laughs> and I am not. And so we for sure butted heads multiple times while planning my wedding. And I know really? I'm not the really? only mother-daughter combo that does that. For oh, sure. for sure not. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. So how did you actually like get started in, you know, in like wedding planning in general or even in the wedding industry? I have loved planning things like birthdays, especially weddings ever since I was younger and I would watch the wedding shows, you know, like Say Yes to the Dress and really like uh, David Sutera's dream wedding. I forget the actual name of the show, but it was David Sutera. And I was like, oh my God, these things are so beautiful. Like I want to be able to do that. And I loved going to weddings with my mom and because uh, my dad hated them. So my, I was always my mom's date. And I just loved <laughs> going. I loved seeing all the beautiful stuff. I loved just everything that happened. It was just such a, they were always so fun. And I was like, I want to be, I want to be a part of that. And I was going to school originally to be a forensic anthropologist. And then um, a bunch of stuff happened and it didn't work out. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'll be a teacher, which was my second thing I wanted to do. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I, that's not what I want to do. And my husband was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, I want to, I want to play in wedding, what I've always wanted to do. So he was like, well, you know, let's see, you know, try it out, get started, see if you like it. So I started and my first wedding was just um, a girl I went to school with. It was her wedding and I was her day of coordinator. And I just had this moment, like right after she had walked down the aisle, it was just like this overwhelming feeling that it was like, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Wow. So I got my first full service. One of my best friends that I've been friends with since we were in kindergarten, she got engaged and I was like, please let me plan your wedding. Please. You don't have to pay me. (laughs) Please let me plan it. I just, I want to try. And she was like, yeah, for sure. I don't care. I don't have time to do it. So that's fine. Great. So I was like, great. And it was so beautiful. So many things went wrong um, <laughs> on the wedding day. She like There were a few vendors that she had hired um, that I had no idea. And her decorator forgot an entire table linen, forgot these two giant lanterns that were like a really big staple um, for Lauren. Oh really what she wanted for a sweetheart table. Forgot those. The florist didn't have one table setting. So me and one of my assistants, Caitlin, we scrambled. We went to Target. We found curtains that were the same color blue <laughs> as her table linens because they were like a, a light powder blue. Mm-hmm. So we found that. I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought these giant lanterns that I do now rent out um, for her table. And so 
we did that. We scrambled to get that working. And then it started raining literally 40 minutes before um, ceremony time. Oh my gosh. So I had to bring everything inside. But luckily her, um, her mother and father-in-law had built this beautiful backdrop that they were intending to use as a photo backdrop. And we moved it, and that's what they got married in front of. So oh, my gosh. Out, but it was definitely a fun, um, hi, welcome to wedding planning here. Fix everything that was wrong. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. didn't know about any of it, except for, obviously, the moving the wedding inside. Right. Um, she had no idea about anything else. It was just me and her mom talking about it. Yeah. So that was a really fun, hey, you've never planned a wedding before, but here, deal with this. And we made it work, and it turned out beautiful the pictures are beautiful so it worked out but so that but after that I was like you know what if I can do this like I can handle anything that goes wrong right yeah definitely yeah that would be a nightmare why yeah and that's also why you should have a wedding coordinator at least a day of coordinator because there's so many things that can go wrong um obviously you know like a table not being set and you know, you not having your lanterns, like that's not going to stop your wedding. But it's just things that you wanted that in your mind, when you pictured your day, those things were there, that the whole point of a coordinator is to fix that and make sure that happens, like that your vision comes to life. Right, exactly. Professional wedding planners, for sure, worth their weight in gold, not just because I am one. (laughs) But that's what I always tell, like when I'm at bridal shows, I'm like, please hire a professional, professional day of coordinator right and hire a full planner hire at least a professional day of coordinator because literally they're a good a professional one is worth their weight in gold oh i believe it totally believe it and you know when we started something blue journal it was you know to really being able to show brides that are looking for vendors that hold true value to being able to bring these, you know, these wedding dreams or these Pinterest pins to life and, you know, being able to rely on somebody who's truly going to give you that kind of sense of relief and feel like, like I have you, like I got you and I have your back. That is really, I think what would give me a sense of just, like I said, relief and, and sense of not feel like I'm in it alone because, you know, a lot of these fiancés, you know, like the men, yeah, I'm talking about the men right now. Um, they, they don't always want to help or even know how to help. And so having somebody who's not, you know, direct family, being able to bounce ideas off of them, but also being able to just like be a shoulder, you know, to lean on is huge. Oh yeah. I've definitely, I've become really good friends with a lot of my previous brides because you do get so close to them because you're there for everything. You're right. Your wedding planner is a really good sounding board because it's a completely unbiased opinion. I don't know your family. Right. So when you tell me something like I'm giving my honest opinion, because I have no idea how your mom or your dad or your aunt Sally or uncle John, I don't know how any of them act. Right. I don't know them. So it's strictly just say, if I was you, this is what I would do. Right. Or whatever it might be. But that's, you know, you really, your planner really does become a sounding board when you're stressed. Like, hey, oh my God, I'm so stressed. This is happening. And, you know, most planners are really good about being like, hey, what, you know, how can I help you? What do you need? What can I do? You shouldn't be stressed about this. Like, you might be stressed about all these other things that I can't help with, um, but I can for sure help with this. Right. Um, so what do you want me to do? 
Exactly. And I think that that is something that, you know, every bride longs for even in, you know, like her bridal party, you know, and if she doesn't have a wedding planner, it's like leaning on all of your friends, but then again, they're not professionals in in this scenario. So it's like, yes, they give an opinion, but is it, a professional opinion that's going to get you from A to B instead of, you know, taking loopholes. Right. So, Oh yeah. I mean, cause if you can like, Oh my God, you know, I saw this on Pinterest and I fell in love with it. Do you think this is something that we can do? Do you know any of these vendors and your friends might be like, Oh, we can for sure do this. We can do it like this and this, but then you come to me and I'm like, actually you can't do this. Right. Of your venue. Exactly. You do this and you could, you know, you know, you could break your contract or, it's illegal in this county, but you can do something like this, which is very similar. And I've done this at weddings. Exactly. Exactly. And, and just having that professionalism also just helps, you know, like you said, Devin, just, you know, knowing the overall, you know, contracts and, and because I know multiple times I've had contracts, of course, because, you know, I own a few businesses and you get contracts and you're just like, yeah, that sounds good. You know? And they're just like telling you about what's in the contract, but like, the fine print is all the details, people. (laughs) When you look through the actual document, make sure that you look through it with a fine tooth comb, have, of course, your planner look at it. And of course, she's probably worked with the venue before or that particular vendor before. So she kind of knows, but also, you know, like I've had cousins in the past who got married and, you know, they won't allow them to like fireworks at the send off or, you know, and just knowing that kind of stuff, you know, because if you live in a different County and then your wedding is in a whole other County, you don't know what the County regulations are or what the city limits are. So just knowing that and having some professionalism, I think also helps, you know, the bride kind of feel at ease during that process too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the magazine. So as most of you guys know, you are listening to the Something Blue Journal Dallas podcast channel. And Devin is one of our amazing wedding planners, of course. And we, you know, kind of showcase, like I said before, the overall best in the industry. And we really want to show off value, but also someone who, like we've been talking about, stands by your side, but also stands by their service or product that they provide their brides and the groom and the couples that they help. Devin, tell me a little bit about what intrigued you to sign on with us, maybe other than some other publications. What kind of spoke out to you about Something Blue Journal over some others that you could have gone on with? I really love like your style, the style of your magazine, kind of your editing style um, from the examples that I saw of your Oklahoma edition. Mm-hmm. And I really just kind of loved how y'all brought all of your vendors, like visions and their photos and their designs to life. And I like that how you do like your style shoots. Like I know we had one and it got canceled. Thank you, COVID-19. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you definitely, y'all are very supportive of like, yeah, what's your vision? We love it. Let's do it. Right. I'm, I'm definitely excited whenever we can reschedule that <laughs> to get that done. But sure. um, that was another thing. Like style shoots are 100%. One of my favorite things because you get to do these crazy visions that you have in your head that, you know, not every bride wants, you know, a super retro Funko pop wedding, <laughs> but it might be something that you saw a photo on Pinterest and you were like, oh my God, I have to do this. Right, right. Or they right. might not want super glamour and wedding that, I mean, could cost, if it was a real wedding, I mean, could cost somewhere between 
50 to 60 grand and not everybody has that and that's exactly. totally fine but it just might be something that you know you're really tired of just the normal every color palette for the spring is like white pastel lighter colors maybe an occasional pop of like a pink and then in fall your color schemes are burgundy navy gold maybe a like rust terracotta color right um, yeah. but after you you know you design so many weddings that are that those color schemes you are just like you know what I want something that's completely different and that's the benefit of a styled suit and so to have a magazine and a publication that is like yeah you do your design we're here we want it fun we want to publish it make it you know beautiful that's what I'm about because I love getting all my vendors my vendor friends together um because you make so many friends in this industry for sure and there are so many amazing vendors here in DFW um that I just love working with and just making magic happen and so that's what I love for sure yeah thank you so much for the kind words you know here at Something Blue Journal, what we really take pride in is making sure that we are not like other publications, but we stand out in the fact that we want you to show off your brand the best way that you can. And for the brides listening, the way that the vendors are shown off in our publication, which our first publication is launched this fall, you know, when you're looking through that, you'll see how these vendors have put in the blood, sweat, and tears to show off what they can do for your big day. So they're going all out. And that is just a glimpse of what they can do for your big day. And of course, you know, just because their style is portrayed one way, doesn't mean that they can't help if your vision was a little bit differently. We can kind of get into this topic about how to please mom and still have your dream wedding. We've been kind of throwing around some it's sometimes hard with family. And, and if it's not your budget, or if it's not your money that is budgeted to you to bring your wedding to life, how to kind of combat the bridezilla and momzilla kind of situation and kind of how do you plan a wedding with mom in mind, Devin? Like, how do you you do it without stepping on toes? Like at the very beginning, when you're planning stuff, do you talk about what your vision is as a bride and then converse with your mom? You know, this is if a bride isn't paying for it herself. Maybe it's her parents. I think the best way that I've experienced not necessarily with myself, but with other brides is for sure, get a wedding planner. And I, again, I don't say this because I am one, but because really they're there to help kind of guide your vision and keep it on its path. Right. Um, Cause again, we're that unbiased look, I, I'm just doing, I want to do what you want. What is your vision? I'm going to say as much as I can to this. Mm-hmm. And so what I always recommend is bring you know, if your mom is paying for it, when we have like your initial meeting where we sit down and talk about everything your heart desires for your wedding, bring your mom. Wedding planners normally, at least for me, are really good about reading body language. So I can tell when a bride is describing her day and her dream, I can kind of tell what areas her mom <laughs> might not necessarily be on board right. with. And so those are the areas that I will hit first. Like, oh, I want, you know, a taco on a fajita bar and I want a margarita truck Mm -hmm. and I want it very like Tex-Mex for the food and, you know, the decor, simple or whatever it is. And if her mom's like, oh, I don't know about, you know, Mexican food, 
and be like, oh my God, I've done so many weddings with Mexican food, whether it's a taco bar or fajita station or um, like chips and salsa and margaritas and taquitos at the beginning and cocktail hour and then a whole Tex-Mex spread for dinner. I've done that at countless weddings. It's always a hit. We are in Texas. Who doesn't love right. food, honestly? Yes. Um, and you can kind of tell, like, it gets the bride excited and it kind of relieves, you know, the mom's worry, like, oh, I guess, you know, maybe maybe Mexican food is a mm-hmm. good idea. Or, okay, because sometimes your parents tend to think more in that traditional style, right. you know, how it was when they got married. Whereas, you know, we're younger and things are changing and the styles and the visions that people want are so different. Um, that, you know, as a wedding planner, I've seen so many different visions that I can be like, oh, I can kind of pull things from different weddings or like, okay, you know, I'll pull up, I'll pull up Pinterest while we're at our meeting. And I'm like, okay, so from what it sounds like, do you like this? And I'll like, you know, type something in Pinterest, pull it up. And you know, I can either be like, yes, that's exactly what I'm wanting or like, no, not quite. How about this? And we can kind of figure out that vision um, so I can create that mood board for your wedding and then inspiration board to show vendors and to keep everything on track. And so we'll kind of toss that around. And I think that part, that whole talking through everything and me saying my experiences on, you know, multiple weddings and different weddings that I've had in the past, you know, even, you know, within the past year um, that I've had that way, uh, you know, it kind of relieves the stress from everybody like, oh, you planned, you know, five or six weddings that are kind of in the vision that I want. Okay. So it is something that's right. capable. It is something that can be successful. It is, you know, I can do this. It's not just in my head. Like it can happen. And I think sometimes, you know, your parents kind of get stuck in that traditional standpoint. And while you're trying to be more modern and it can kind of, that's where the butt heads like, no, you do weddings happen like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's your wedding. You can do literally whatever you right. want to do. Exactly. It doesn't have to be that way just because that was the way it was 20 years ago. That's not the way it has to be right now. You can do literally whatever you want. I've had weddings where they had zero traditions. We didn't do, uh, you know, the bouquet or gutter toss. We didn't do um, any unity ceremony, which is super common now. Nobody really does anything like a unity Mm -hmm. candle or unity cross. Um, Everybody just does their vows. But she didn't do uh, cake cutting. She didn't want she just wanted to eat and party. Nice. And I was like, yeah, that's all you want. You can right. Plan yeah. Wedding. You can make it however you want. Literally your entire day is customizable. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stick for two traditions. You can do anything you right. want. Providing a but you can do anything you want. <laughs> right. Um, so what would you recommend, you know, with, with these brides that really want to please their mom in a way that they're just not disrespectful or bitter like how do right. we how do we pump these brides up to kind of sit down and, and talk about like hey you know this is my wedding and I really want x y and z to happen I don't know why you're you know having an issue with xyz but you know like how do we have that conversation when there does you know when there is problems arising how do we kind of combat that from a bride's perspective I think it's really figuring out what the root of maybe their Mm -hmm. issue is. So if you're like, oh, I want this, this, and this. And maybe your mom is really hung up on you not having something super traditional. Um, For instance, we can say like a, that just your mom is wanting that you just, you're not a fan of. So you kind of need to figure out why she wants Mm -hmm. that so bad. 
why is that something that's super important to her? And if after talking about it, if it's something that, you know, okay, that is super important to you. I understand why it's important to you. Maybe we can compromise. How about instead of doing this, we do something right. like this. Because when you have to please, you know, your parents, there is there is going to have to be some right. give and take um, from both sides. There are going to be some things that you as a bride have to compromise on. And there's going to be some things that your mom has to compromise on. But that's definitely one of those things where having kind of a, a talking board of a person is good for because you can be like, okay, you know, I really want this because you're as a wedding planner, like I'm in, I'm in your corner. I want what you want. Right. And so if you're like, Hey, my mom is saying that this would be too expensive. Can you get me some prices on, you know, a margarita? Right. Price? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Let me get you some prices. We can kind of talk about it. We can see if it's in your budget. And if it's, I mean, if there, there are definitely some things where your wedding planner has to be your Debbie Downer, like, Hey, you know what? I know you really want that. And I love that idea. I think it's great. However, it's mm-hmm. not in your budget. Yeah. Or you know what? It's just not something we're going to be able to do. I don't have a vendor that's available mm-hmm. for that day or whatever it may be, but your wedding planner, at least for me, like I'm in your corner, I'm going to do whatever I can to help bring your vision, what you want to like in the best way possible. Yeah. But it's really just finding out why they want, why your parents want the things they want so badly or why they're against the things that you want. But it's having those conversations where you can't just butt heads about it and argue and argue and argue because it's not going to work out. Neither one of you are going right. to be happy. And on your wedding day, you want to be happy. You don't want to be like, oh my God, I have to do this because my mom says I have to. And now your wedding day doesn't feel like your wedding day. It just feels like your mm-hmm. mom's wedding day. And you don't want right. that either. But it's just, you have to have those conversations and be really open to listening to them, listening to what she says and not listening to rebuttal, but like listening to listen. So you can think of like, okay, I understand what you're saying. This is why I want Mm -hmm. to do this. Or this is why I don't want to do this. Or this is why I really want this element of the wedding. Or this is the most important part of the wedding to me. And that's another thing you have to determine is what is the most important thing other than obviously marrying. (laughs) But what is the most important thing you on the day like for some people it's the floral some people it's the design the floral some for some people it's mm-hmm. the photos um for some people it's the food's the most important or for some people it's the alcohol yeah. that's important some people they really want those fun elements like a photo booth or a photo camper or things like that and some people just really want to party and so their big focus is they just want a big party where people can come they can eat but they're right. there to party so you have to figure out what is the most important thing to you and then kind of work everything else around. What are like three things that you've seen, you know, as you've done some weddings that just for the brides listening, what are three things that they can probably imagine that their mom or their dad or, you know, both of them together are probably going to have an issue with some of the maybe trends that are happening in weddings right now that you've seen among other weddings that you've done? Um, definitely the ceremony is a big one. A lot of couples right now are kind of breaking away from that tradition of mm-hmm. like a unity, something like a unity candle or a unity stand or unity cross or communion. And they're having just a really, I mean, 10, 15 minute ceremony. Um, and a lot of parents are not used to that. They're used to it being more involved and more religion focused and more, you know, love focused where more like a right. ritual focus, whereas couples right. right now are more like love centered. 
They right. just want to get married. They want to say their vows. They either want to write them. Some people love to write them. I wrote my own. And then some people just want this traditional vows, but they're really, they're just there pretty right. to get married. That's all they want their ceremony to be. They're not, they don't want the big focus to be on the ceremony. They want it to be on the union of them and then the party. Exactly. So that's where a lot of couples I've seen butt heads, you know, their parents want them to do a unity ceremony and they don't want one. Kind of the tradition meeting the more modern of we're not as younger, this generation, we're not so rooted in those traditions. Is we want to break free and do our own thing and we're all kind of free spirited in our own way. And so sometimes that leads to a lot of like, oh, my mom wants to have, you know, wants me to have a unity thing, a unity ceremony, but I don't want to do any of that. I just want to say my vows and go party. And I'm like, I get that for sure. It's super common now mm-hmm. to not do them. I definitely have more weddings where we're not doing a unity ceremony. They're just saying their vows. They're, you know, changing rings and they're right. walking back down. But that's definitely the main one. Um, and then another one that I've seen is people breaking away from like your traditional mm-hmm. sit down dinner. They want it more fun, like uh, food trucks. I've had where weddings, there were taco trucks and pizza trucks and, um, you know, different kind of food trucks that really express themselves as a couple. But of course, you know, your parents are used to the more you sit down, you might go through a buffet, it's either chicken or fish or steak, you know, your sides are green beans or asparagus and mashed potatoes. And that's your traditional, very old school mm-hmm. wedding food. And so some parents are still rooted in that. Whereas, you know, people our age, they want, no, I want a taco truck or I want, you know, a tamale cart or I want a pizza truck or, you know, things like that, that are more fun and speak more to um, like right. them as a You're couple. making me hungry. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> I know I'm making myself hungry and I'm and there is not any of that food that I just described is not available to me um, <laughs> but so you definitely have people butt heads on that where they're like no we should do a sit-down buffet and the couple is like no I want these fun things and so it's kind of figuring out like you know what people really don't want the traditional sit-down right. food at weddings anymore that's just it very is. boring people want some more fun things if you want people to enjoy themselves and have a fun time and remember it, you definitely want those more fun aspects and elements. And then another thing would be like what a lot of parents consider as like extras, like things that aren't necessary, um, like your mm-hmm. photo booth or like a photo camper or, you know, things like that, uh, more fun elements, like your your foam glow sticks for the dance floor or uh, party lights for the, you know, their DJ package to add on party lights or things like that, that are elements that, you know, you've gone to weddings you've seen you've loved everybody's loved them but you know your parents haven't been to those weddings or to them it's not something that they deem as like a necessity to put in the budget but it's something that you want because you want right. people to have fun at your wedding you don't want people to just come sit through ceremony sit through dinner exactly leave you want people to want to stay and party and have fun and drink and stay for the exit and just kind of enjoy their night rather than going through the traditional like, oh, yay, you're married. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for the food. Thank you for the couple journey. Yay, we danced for a couple right. of months. Okay, we're going to go now. You know, your party, your wedding ends at, you know, 1030. Right. People are leaving at nine. And so now we're left with like 20 people at your exit. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you brought yeah. a party and your parents like, great. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. But you want more things, more fun things to keep people to stay and keep people entertained and keep people wanting 
to do that and uh, wanting to stay. So it's kind of those things where you have to stress like, no, I want, you know, this photo booth because I've been to like four weddings and they've all had them and it was so much fun. So it's kind of convincing parents to do those things that to them don't seem a necessity for a wedding to happen. Like, yes, you're right. You don't need a photo booth for your wedding or you don't need a photo paper or you don't need the foam glow stick or things like that. But it's things that just make your wedding stand out more that I think as like our generation, we deem as more necessary than they did. I mean, because I know my parents' wedding, as an example, my mom and dad got married (laughs) in my grandma's living room. There were 30 people total. They said, I do. They had small hors d'oeuvres and they left. And like, that was their wedding. And that was a lot of weddings back then. They got married in a church, which is also circle back. That is another big issue is that Mm -hmm. the parents want them to get married in like their childhood church. Right. And they don't. Right. Um, That's definitely a lot of arguments I've seen where that's, you know, no, you have to get married in church. I don't want to get married. Right. Yeah. So that's another circle of what is, how you're going to, how y'all can get to that issue, especially if they're paying. Um, Like I have a bride where that was the one thing her dad was very adamant about was that she got married in the church. She got her ceremony has to take place in the church. Everything else he doesn't care about, but that ceremony. Right. And like in that moment, do you just sacrifice, just have fun for your reception? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if that's that's literally the only thing that you want is that you can have every other thing you want, but you have Mm -hmm. to just have your ceremony at the church. Right. Okay. Right. Do it. Your ceremony right. is going to be like 20, 30 exactly. minutes off. Just have the ceremony at the church and then everything mm-hmm. else you get to have your way. And that's what she did. You know, she's getting ready for the wedding venue. Um, she'll drive to the church and then she'll come back yeah. to the wedding venue for everything else. So that she's fine with it. They talked about it. She's good. But that's, and that's, a, I mean, that's certain things where if that's, if that's really the only thing that they want is that yeah right yes yeah and I would agree I would definitely agree and so you know I don't want to make this too much longer but I just wanted to ask this question because I think some people may have this maybe not issue but um disagreement maybe you know what if your mom or your dad or just like this bride her dad was very adamant about her you know, having a wedding in the church. Okay. So, but what if your spouse, the the one that you're marrying, you know, doesn't believe in the church or doesn't go to church or has never gone to it at all. And in fact, even his family doesn't like being in a church or doesn't agree with those things. What would you recommend in that kind of scenario? Because it's like the man that I love is going to be uncomfortable on the biggest day of his life. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. That's kind of where it gets hard. Luckily for her, mm-hmm. I mean, she's Catholic. And so luckily her um, fiance is also Catholic. Neither one of them are strong Catholics. They don't really, they haven't gone to church forever. They're the traditional church goers. Gotcha. They go Christmas mm-hmm. and um, Easter. And so to them, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, it was super important to her dad. But I've definitely had where mm-hmm. neither one of them were religious. Like my bride and groom were not religious, but the parents were. And it was like, I understand what, where you're coming from. I know you want me to get married in the church, but I don't go to church. I am not strong in my faith and there's no reason for me to, I mean, essentially lie in the church to say that you're going to, you know, follow this Christian marriage when you know you're not. So that's another thing you kind of have to explain it that way to parents. Like, I know you're 
religious and I respect that, mm-hmm. but I am not. Um, you know, I haven't been to church in X amount of years. My significant, you know, my fiance does not go to church. He was not raised in the church. He does not have a strong faith and I don't care or it's, yeah, it's fair or it's right to force us to get married in a church that's, you know, where we mm-hmm. don't, we're not comfortable. And at the end of the day, right. I mean, the day it's about right. y'all, about the couple. And if, right. you know, if neither person is religious, there's really no point for that exactly. to be the one exactly. thing to compromise on. To be like, I understand, you know, that you got married in a church or you would love for me to get married in a church, but it's just not something that suits mm-hmm. our needs as and, you, and if you want to, if there's you, super religious, you pulled it, look, it, it would be right. like lying in the face of God to get married at the church. Mm-hmm. Because, exactly. I mean, it would. If you're not religious and you say, oh, yes, I vow to, you know, put my faith in God yeah. when you know you won't. I mean, then it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> and, you know, I've had one yeah. that actually went through this. And of course, you know, I am not a wedding planner at all. But, you know, when she was going through this, you know, she was talking with her parents and it's like, we're not religious. You know, this is from the bride's perspective, her and her fiance both weren't. So they were kind of in that bride you were just talking about that kind of scenario. And her parents were, and his parents were as well. And so they had it from both sides, pushing them to be in a church. And what they kind of, you know, talked about and, and figured out was that God, if it is so important to both parents, even if we have it outside, God is with us. God is everywhere with us. And so, oh yeah, exactly. He's not. not um, Exactly. And so he's, he's going to be with us when we're having, you know, when we're being blessed and the love that we're about to exchange, you know, through our vows and through the rings. And so, you know, just kind of bringing that up that, I pray at home or, you know, even if, even if you don't, just like my friend, they felt that this is, I understand important to both parents, but say a prayer with us at outside or whatever it is. And just kind of coming together in that regard and making it a family thing and, and see if that helps. So one last thing before we kind of part ways here. And second of all, also, I wanted to just thank you so much for your time today. And I know that everyone who's listening is super excited about just not only planning their wedding, but also having somebody to kind of, you know, lean on and and having a wedding planner is so huge, you know, like we said, to just have, you know, a new best friend, a new third wheel that you can kind of have in your bad pocket. And so with that being said, can you just tell me like one piece of advice um, for brides that are listening, especially right now with everything going on with COVID-19 for brides that they had to cancel their weddings and and move it to another day or, you know, I guess that would be rescheduling, but cancel altogether. Maybe just, you know, one piece of just warmth advice or, you know, just kind words to say to those brides who are listening right now. Yeah. Um, regardless of everything that is happening and it's so much, and I know for some people it's so overwhelming and I 100% understand in my heart, this is everyone who's had to reschedule, who's had to just cancel who's had to postpone, who's had to completely change their vision, bringing it from maybe like a wedding of like 150 people down to mm-hmm. a wedding of 10 because that's what's allowed, completely changing their vision and not getting their dream wedding that everything's okay. It's, it's what I tell my brides on the day. I'm like, there are going to be so many things that go wrong, so many little things that go wrong. But at the end of the day, it's right. really just about you two getting married and the love that you two have. So, I mean, everything could come crashing down 
But as long as you still have right. that love, everything's okay. And that's what it's about. It's not about what flowers you had or what venue you got married in or who your wedding planner was or what food you had. Mm -hmm. It's about you two that got married. It's that you two, you said, I do. You said, I love you. And you committed your lives to each other. And that's what every wedding day is about. Yeah, I love that. And with everyone listening right now, if you are feeling overwhelmed or feeling like, you know, you didn't have a wedding planner before, but now since it's postponed or it's canceled and you're maybe you're doing an elopement or later on down the line, you're going to do something else. And and you just need somebody to help with all the broken pieces that you're kind of picking up on your own right now. I would definitely enforce and, and just suggest highly a professional wedding planner, just because you don't have to go through this alone. There's no reason to. And there's especially not even just day of coordinator. Um, not only is that great to have, but someone from the very beginning and, you know, having that, especially right now can be just a sense of pure relief and pure bliss right now, just because, you know, you can pick up the pieces on your own, but you don't have to. And, with that being said, oh yeah, I I know that Devin is an amazing, amazing wedding planner, and and you have a team, Devin. Um, how many how many girls are on your team? Um, there's three of us total. Every um wedding that okay. we do involves at least two of us. So whether it's me and Caitlin, or it's me and Sam, or it's Sam and Caitlin, or it's all three of us, or it's me, mm-hmm. Sam, or Caitlin, and my husband. Um, depending on if you rent anything big from us or anything needs to be set up. And if he's off, my husband's a firefighter. He might be there. Um, But it involves at least two of us. Because that way we kind of ensure that every little tiny payoff gets handled. Um, So before we kind of split ways, Devin, will you fill everyone in who's listening on your like social media channel handles that they can find you and then also your website? Yes. Our Facebook and Instagram are both um, Southern Housewives Planning. (laughs) I mean, how you would spell all those things. And then um, our website is southernhousewivesplanning.org. Um, and it has our submission form and everything about us, things we've done, all of our packages, everything's pretty much explained on there. But there's a submission form that you can fill out, submit, and that um, comes directly to our email and we will I mean, awesome. get back to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Devin. And thank you so much, all of you guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you guys so all for, for listening and catch us here soon on the Something Blue Journal podcast channel. And in the meantime, if you're looking for any resources or help to, you know, plan your wedding, please check out Devin Hanley at Southern Housewives Planning. And thank you again so much, Devin. I appreciate your time. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon, lady. Oh, uh...